Welcome to the Unleashing Sister Saints podcast with Susan Madsen. Remember that you can email me anytime with your thoughts at unleashingsistersaints at gmail.com. I've titled this episode Hogwash, and I think you'll get that title partway through. I wrote an editorial recently for the Salt Lake Tribune titled Helping Those at a Disadvantage Doesn't Cost Anything. And the subtitle is One Group Making Progress Does Not Hold Other Groups Back. So I'll read this editorial, at least pieces of it, and then I'll share some of my thoughts today. So as many listeners know, I've been working for 14 years on strengthening the impact of girls and women in Utah and decades focused on strengthening the impact of girls and women worldwide. Now, while I understand that people have different ideas about how to achieve an environment where everyone can thrive, I am surprised at the defensiveness of many people who assume that when specific resources and assistance are provided to people who really need them, and one of those groups is girls and women, they themselves are somehow disadvantaged. This reveals not only the scarcity mentality, but also a lack of understanding around privilege. And I need to say, frankly, I'm still working on understanding my own privilege at this point. So first, I want to acknowledge that yes, some resources are finite. There is only so much water and so much gas and oil and so much money allocated to various causes. And if one group gets a larger slice of the pie, that means someone else gets less. But most cases really aren't finite. They're not that pie. And efforts to help someone make progress does not always involve tripping someone else further down along the road in the race. In the past month or two, I've spent time meeting with many Utah leaders, and I've encountered two individuals who had strong beliefs that efforts focused on addressing disparities like gender, race, poverty, homelessness, education, are not only not needed, but are harmful. They both stress that initiatives around equality and equity actually disadvantage other Utahns even if those other people don't need the extra help or assistance or resources themselves. Now, when I pointed to the vast amount of research that shows that targeted efforts can lift Utahns who would not be helped through general efforts, I was told by one individual that research is, quote, hogwash, because people can make it say whatever they want it to say. So frankly, in both conversations, I was utterly speechless by the end. There was nothing I could say that would help. I was reminded, again, that we still have people in influential positions within Utah and beyond who are not open to discussing findings of topics that are so well-researched. And I was also reminded, again, how important it is for Congress and parliaments, legislatures, city councils and other elected bodies to consist of people who represent their districts and areas in terms of race, ethnicity, gender, and other types of demographics more equally. Now, these conversations remind me of Carol Dweck's mindset work and how we all need to be intentional about being open to learning and growth. And I have recent episodes about mindsets that I would recommend that you listen to as well. Now, while we see these types of mindsets played out in individuals, I can see how this also applies to groups, organizations, and even societies. 
can a governing body or a society lean towards a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? And I would say yes. Using well-researched findings are absolutely linked to better decisions and outcomes for all members of a society. And being open instead of defensive to learning and growth makes a big difference, especially to the disadvantaged. So efforts, success, growth, and progress for one doesn't necessarily come at the expense of another. In fact, I believe that the more we empower and lift those in need, the more we rise as a society. And research backs me up on this. So my response to those who say otherwise, hogwash. Okay, that's the end of the editorial. So you can see why I titled this episode Hogwash. I know this article is based on a few people's comments to me. But I've seen this play out with hundreds of people I have spoken to, and most in the state of Utah are members of the church. Yet, research tells us regarding gender that conservative and religious cultures are less friendly and supportive of women and family-friendly policies and initiatives than other types of societies. One study found that more religious states and countries have significantly wider pay gaps, and attributed this difference to the fact that more religious societies have fewer women in elected public office and also have higher levels of sexual objectification as measured by pornography rates. Another recent study found that conservative CEOs had fewer egalitarian values, like believing that all people deserve equal rights and responsibilities compared to their liberal counterparts. And their companies actually had higher numbers of corporate discrimination lawsuits filed against them. Yet, I must say, in my Latter-day Saint traditional conservative upbringing in the church, I was taught that we should treat all individuals with kindness, and charity, and love. That we should serve and respect all people. That we should become less judgmental and try to love all people no matter their beliefs and values. And we should be just and fair in our dealings with others. So to me, these teachings ought to be deeply connected to inclusive initiatives, support for family-friendly policies and practices, and deep values related to respecting, valuing, and supporting women and people of color. Although history has linked these beliefs and values to liberalism, to me, they are principles that can and should be connected to conservatism as well. So as we know, Utah was the first state that allowed women to vote many years ago. So we have a legacy that we can do things differently and better for women. So can there be an inclusive face to conservatism? And I believe the answer is yes. We can start by disregarding the widely held zero-sum mentality that if we lift women, we will take away from men. We can lift girls and women while also lifting boys, men, and families, and society, including people of all races, backgrounds, and life experiences. So right now, I think we have a remarkable opportunity to do better and be better. Principles of equality and fairness, justice, and inclusion should not belong to any party or ideology these values can and must be upheld by all of us. The path forward is not easy. It's a path that we must all walk together so we can continue to lift residents, families, businesses, communities, states, and countries. 
Now, I know this podcast episode might come across as political, but I truly just intended it to be a call for inclusiveness and belonging, no matter who we are, how we do things, that all homes, communities, and workplaces can do more to truly be inclusive, no matter what political party one belongs to, because we are taught in this church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, to welcome and include everyone. And this includes helping girls, young women, and women in this church know that they have so much value in the home and beyond, and that they need to be unleashed to do God's work in whatever way they feel inspired to do. For those who continue to silence women's aspirations, ambitions, or voices, I would just use one word, hogwash. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unleashing Sister Saints. This is Susan Madsen, and I'm devoted to unleashing the positive impact of Sister Saints on the world. Ooh.